All right. So I'm going to keep this a little bit short today. Um, I try to avoid the news as much as possible. But as of late, it's become almost impossible to avoid the chaos that is being projected up through the news media. That's being propagated into our culture. It's become deafening. The civility that used to be the glue of this society has been devastated, has been eroded away by the degradation of these basic moral and societal constructs that were the glue. It is civil discourse at its worst. It's not even discourse at this point, it's mass yelling. What we run into here is people reacting instead of thinking. In this world right now, what we have come about, what we have come upon, is the era of knowledge, of information. It's not even so much knowledge, it's information collecting information because somebody has information they automatically assume that it's correct information and there's a gap between the actuality between understanding versus knowledge understanding is the ability to connect ideas from different perspectives, from different points of views, from different sources of knowledge and information, and having discernment between what is a correct piece of information and what isn't. And the media, social media, you name it, they're all trying to conflate and convolute all this information and knowledge in a mass confusion. I don't know if it's some center-directed thing with some head that is doing this, or if it is a consequence of the system we set up. There's a whole debate about this on this this Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, where they're speaking about digging down into the human psyche psychologically and, and figuring out what makes our hind brain, our reptilian brain, tick. So that when we interact with the social platforms, it is from a point of a subconscious aspect versus having... our consciousness involved, our, our prefrontal frontal cortex, our, you know, our, our, our mind's eye, our connection to the spirit. 
we as humans are divine beings created in the image of God. To think that there is no God is arrogant because that amounts to someone thinking that human beings are the most advanced form of intelligence in this universe or outside of it or across the multiverses. It's arrogance at its finest. We're divine beings. And the goal, it seems, or at least what is happening, is we are unplugging from the divine. We're unplugging from the source. We're unplugging from the energy that is so deep down inside that you can't even quantify it or put labels on it. It's an energy... It's a spirit where we're all connected. And it's, it's division is being sewn into this. Whether it's through AI algorithms that are on your phone, on these computers, on these devices that are presenting to you custom-tailored results constantly, giving you your own personal truths and understandings and different information. People, two people could be sitting right next to each other, Google the same thing, but based on your history, your preferences, and all this, you're going to get different search results. It's just given. I'm not an expert in all of these fields. I do write software. I do write neural nets using TensorFlow, mainly focusing on time series. So I do have an idea about what I'm talking about when it comes to the capabilities of AI and how they implement it. I have a degree in mathematics, so I feel okay speaking on the issue of AI. But credentials aside, information, knowledge aside, what I know about myself is that I am deeply in tune with the divine. I am deeply in tune with the spirit, that thing so deep inside, that whispers to you what is right and wrong, what is good, what is bad. It's almost deeper than a gut feeling. It's almost deeper than a conscience. It is the thing that guides the conscience. And what I see with these AI algorithms and all of these things, and what I sense from this whole ethos, is that we're unplugging from that individual source, that, that source of all, and plugging into our own little realities, our own little pods, so to speak. Our own little worlds of truth. We've lost sight that we are connected because the connections are being established for us. We don't need to seek the connections anymore because they're being rammed down our throats. And 
maybe it's not some centrally directed thing, but it is based on profit. It's based on ad revenue, ad clicks, PPMs, you know, it's, or CPMs. It's, it's just profit driven knowledge dissemination is what we're talking about. Instead of seeking the truth, we're seeking the information that brings the advertisers the most money is what we're looking at. It's disheartening because what I used to think of society as was a society of a fabric, a diverse fabric, a cloth made up of many different thoughts and ideas and it was okay to express them. And now we're compartmentalized. We're cut off. We're accepting only the world's that they're giving to us or that we're seeking out or that's presented to us through our phones whatever it's not natural we've lost our sense of harmony we've lost our guidance we've lost the like i said the connection to the divine what is the solution what is the solution? It's like we're sleeping. It's like we've been lulled into this comatose state, this zombie state of looking into our phones and being mesmerized. We're looking at TV and being mesmerized. We're being distracted and confused by the trivial. Who wore what to the Oscars? Who wore what to the Emmys? What what TV show is best? What football team won? This, that, everything. What does that really matter? I mean, people get joy from it, camaraderie, yeah. But these things have become obsessive. We've lost the sense of spirit. We're asleep. We need to wake up and realize there's more to this. There is a deeper realm. There is a deeper state of thought. The whole idea of human advancement has been to evolve, to grow. I mean, if you take an evolutionary point of view, for example, you believe the monkeys evolved, you know, you evolved from monkeys. You started to move forward from the hindbrain, develop larger frontal brain and logical reasoning and executive function, things like that. And it kept going forward. But now we're back. We're back to our monkey brains. Or if you want to take a, a, a biblical approach to it, for example, would be the, the eating of the, tr the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You know, at that point, we disobeyed 
a directive. If you, if you believe in that sort of thing, if you believe in that, we disobeyed a directive. But we moved forward, and God being the ultimate neutralizer gave us a path to be good, to utilize this for greatness. It's amazing that God can take a negative and make a positive and a positive a positive. It's just always free will, but the option is there to make it a positive. You can choose a negative. You can say, oh, God's sadistic. God does this. God lets this happen. It's free will. It's free will. He lets, he didn't make us robots. So you take either standpoint, and we're regressing. We're coming back to the, 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 the monkey brain, where we are responding in anger. We are responding and lashing out. We're not critically reasoning. We're not thinking things through. We're being led around by our emotions, what we feel, not what we think. We're not being led around by what we can feel in our deepest heart, not our, not our primal emotions of aggression and the things that are on the tip of the spear, so to speak, the, the things that are impulse responses. We're being led around by those as opposed to the things that are deeper. The things that are hard. Like I said before, love is hard. It's not easy. It doesn't feel good sometimes to love. But the reward is there. It's disheartening to see this going on. So, I'm, I'm digressing into areas a little bit here, but we need to come back. We need to wake up. Whether it's horrible diets, whether it's overindulgence and, and you name it, increasing amounts to quote Elon Musk from a Joe Rogan podcast would be they are maximizing the limbic resonance with are interfacing with this technology. We are allowing the limbic system to run free and we are saturating ourselves with emotion and mindless activity. Need to wake up. I don't know why people have this innate feeling that we need to trust government. We need to trust men in power, women in power. Where does it say that people in governing and in powerful positions are somehow innately good, are innately looking out for our best interest? Where does it say that? It doesn't say that at all, actually. Most oftentimes, people in power have gotten there by some means, 
and they're beholden to somebody for that power. And once you have power, do you know anybody that really wants to give power up? I don't know anybody that wants to give power up. Unless you're truly a virtuous person. But nobody has said that these people in power are looking out for our best interest. I mean, you can see it through history. Which people are losing. You've got people losing the connection to history all the time. And there are studies that show that the generation millennials, my generation, has lost and has very little conception of what actually went on during the Holocaust and what led up to the Holocaust. What led up to an evil man like that being in power? What led up to any evil person in history? You cannot assume that these people in power are out for your best interest here. Maybe the ones now are, but you give in to the system enough, you give in, you let go of your power, and eventually somebody's going to come along that wants to take it and keep it and utilize their power on you. And this all comes back to us being acting like sheep, accepting knowledge, taking a headline, throwing it out, repeating it, repeating it mindlessly. We're like little transmitters that way. We just transmit information. And that's what the social networks have done, is allowed for this dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine-rich experience where we're being falsely rewarded for not thinking, but we're being rewarded for repeating, reciting, and becoming an arm of propaganda, essentially. And it's harmful, because you get somebody that wants to spread a message that hurts people, that sows division, and people just believe it. And it becomes cult-like, as opposed to thinking through it, arriving at your heart of hearts, understanding what's going on and truly understanding what's happening it's not being rewarded like that that's the most concerning thing that i have in my mind is where are we going we're being lulled like cattle into this state of mindlessness how often do you forgive how often do you actually forgive somebody? I mean, it's like this whole Trump, Biden, you know, left, right stuff that goes on. It's like you can't agree with one of Trump's ideas. You can't agree with one of Biden's ideas without completely denigrating the other side. It's You can't be friends with somebody. It's basically what happened in the Civil War. It split families down the middle based on an ideological thing. Like it or not, that's basically what we're in right now is a civil war. And that's really sad. And if we're not, that seems to be where the media, where the broadcasters want us to be. That's not where I want us to be. I want us to be unified. I want us to look at this world and see the beauty. Look outside. Breathe the air. Look at the water. I mean, it's harder when you're in the, the city. 
to see God's beauty because it's all man-made. You don't get to look out at the trees. You don't get to look out at the water, the birds, the all of nature and its grandeur every day. I'm fortunate enough I get to do that. I grew up in the rural. But I am also fortunate enough to have to have spent time in urban centers, in universities, doing various types of you know research and whatnot. And I chose not to go down that path because I didn't like the path, the artificial path. I like stepping out onto the lawn, my bare feet, and feeling the earth and the resonance. We've become so disconnected in this artificial world. We stare at an artificial screen. We stare at artificial things all the time. Artificial buildings constructed by man. It's need to step back, unplug, go deep into your mind. You know, I, if you take it, for example, with like prayer, meditation, if you, if you take a biblical stance, for example, you know, God says that when you go to pray, you're to, to go to, into a dark room and to, uh, to be alone, essentially. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's to shut off the outside world. It's to shut off your senses because your senses can deceive you. When you meditate, you try to shut off your senses. You go inside. You still the waters so that you can receive a transmission. You can receive. You can commune with, with what you're trying to commune with. And I choose to commune with God. That's me. You know, I, I have to go in and I have to isolate and I have to shut it off. And I have to really dig down deep into my mind and into my heart and think about it. And hopefully at some point the mind shuts off and you can just receive this flood of information. Lately, I thought it's kind of wild. I've been experiencing like a lot of thoughts, intense thoughts just rushing into me because I've taken the time to be still, to really be still. And, um, you know, I just encourage people to do that. You know, I've, I've kind of gone on a tear today on various things, and I'll probably cover many of these things again. But I just needed to get some of this stuff out here. It was kind of impromptu, like usual. Um, I could go on this stuff for hours, but <laughs> the um, essence is, is that we're going in the wrong direction. I don't know what to do to stop it other than to, to truly unplug. I, um, I've been thinking about these things like these primal aspects of mankind lately. And, you know, every now and then I just let out a scream. 
like a deep, from the bottom of the gut, yell. And something about that, it just, it connects me. It just centers things. It I feel it well up. I just it's it's so ridiculous sounding that I would uh, that it would have any effect, but it, for some reason it's weird. It does. And I'll let you in on a little thing I've been doing lately. It's kind of weird, but I mean, I take freezing cold showers. <laughs> you know, so some people take these ice baths and they do these heat shock treatments with saunas and whatnot. But what I noticed was. The first time I took a freezing cold shower, it took the breath away. I lost my composure. You know, I started breathing heavy. My heart started racing. And it took some energy and it took some thought to conquer that. It took consciously bringing myself to a center to focus on blocking it out, accepting it, and controlling my breathing. And I've noticed for the last couple months that this that no longer affects me. I can control the breathing. I can I've had better control of the emotions. So, I mean, there are little things in my life that may be applicable to everybody else. I mean, I've read a lot on what these things can do physiologically and you can look them up. I'm not advocating. I'm not giving you medical advice. I don't want anybody to go do this if your doctor doesn't want you to. But these are the things that works for me. I'd say read about it and do your own thing. This is not medical advice. I just. But some of those things that we can do externally, like that primal yell thing I was talking about, and and the 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 freezing cold shower, it it's kind of like a jump start to get you into your mind, to get you into your mind, to get you thinking, to get you feeling, to get you to control that hindbrain, to control the fear, to control that knee-jerk response. So if there's any takeaway today from what I've had to say, it would be that to slow yourself down, to stop being reactive, Take what is coming in, think about it, form an opinion, form a sound response, whether it's verbal or, or whatever response form you choose, but just form it. Don't be a knee-jerk thing. I know it's difficult with how quickly things are moving these days. Everything is new, fast fast, fast, slow down and find your center, lead yourself, lead yourself through your day, bring yourself to your pace and stop being pulled forward by things. I don't know if this is going to help. I don't know if this is outside of the scope of what people want to hear, but this is what is being said. I see mankind decaying before my very eyes in a system that was created by us, for us, which is now being used against us 
by ourselves or by something else. Who knows? But I can't sit idly by and watch my brothers and sisters in this human world, this human existence, flounder. I can't sit by and let that happen. Whether it's speaking up, communicating in some form with you, I have to do something. I don't know what else to do. This is my first step. The world isn't all physical, material things. It's, it's a metaphysical, complex integration of spiritual, energetic, physical things. I mean, if you look at it, things from a quantum mechanical point of view, I mean, you can reduce everything down to energy. Even relativity, you can reduce everything down to energy. So what's, what's, to, what's to think that there isn't higher and higher and higher forms of energy that we can't even comprehend? So bring your thoughts in deeper. Stop thinking on the surface. It's not a red pill, blue pill thing. It's, it's just digging down and finding it. Finding God. Finding the divine finding your place with it, communing with it. You know, listen. You know, I speak for maybe 15 minutes to a half an hour on these little casts I do. But I spend a majority of my other time listening and taking things in, listening to myself, listening to my heart, listening to my mind those around me. And there is something to be said about the old adage. I mean, we're given two ears and one mouth for a reason. Should listen twice as much. But people are compelled, referencing this earlier, the people are compelled by this need for likes, clicks, reactions of any sort. So they're quick to just propel information onto this platform as quickly as possible. And I believe this, this digital sphere or whatever you want to call it should be an inclusive environment. It should be an, a place where ideas are expressed freely. And if you disagree with those ideas, come forth and confront the ideas, present a sound argument against those ideas and make your ideas heard. By silencing somebody's ideas, whether they're good or bad, it does nothing. It hasn't improved anyone. It's angered and hurt someone else. It's silenced them. It's disenfranchised anybody that wanted to actually take in that view and then refute it. Even if it is a vile view, it should have a place. And what you can notice through biological systems is if there is a cancerous thing or, a, or a, a toxic thing, biology tends to weed it out. Social systems tend to weed those ideas out. They don't survive unless given a microphone. Like an amplifier, like a social platform. You know, it's like... It's like, like a small fraction of this world... 
has terrible ideas, like really heinous ideas. But you get the media, and they take this individual or group of people, and they explode their ideas onto the digital landscape, and they've amplified this message to millions of people. Whereas if you would have allowed this to just idea to just kind of die out, you know, natural selection would take care of it. It's when there is a bad trait, if you believe in your evolution, if you believe in, in your God, these things tend to weed themselves out over time. It's when mankind gets involved and starts trying to make arbitrary changes and tries to enforce one's will over another, that's when we end up with a problem. It's the enforcing of one will over another. You know, it's... It's frustrating. I don't agree with some of these... A lot of these bad ideas online. They, um, but unfortunately in this world, as long as you're not inflicting direct harm on somebody, I think your idea should be out there to be refuted. If somebody wants to engage you, refute the idea. If you don't want to refute the idea, don't respond. It's like a kid. Sometimes they just want a reaction. Sometimes you just don't give them the reaction. You don't respond. You don't react. Going back to the base point of this whole episode, I guess, is don't respond. You know, what? it's it's like if somebody all of a sudden disagreed with something I'm saying here and, and I got banned for it. It's like, it's... Just because somebody disagreed with it. This this whole society was founded on disagreement. Even when they were framing the Constitution, they disagreed. But we grew. We grow. We grow through disagreement when we can be mature about it. And we don't act like children. We can grow. It's all about being reactive back to the main point is when we're reactive is when we become vulnerable we become susceptible to mob mentalities we become susceptible to cult-like figures when you don't think for yourself when you're not well reasoned so listen more Think about it more. Take it in. I love talking to whoever listens to this. I was looking at it, and I guess I have some views now, which is exciting to me, or downloads, whatever you want to call it. I'm glad that somebody's listening. So if I can make a small change, I'd be happy with that. But dig down into your heart. Slow down. 
Think about some basic virtues in life. And try to harness those is, is what I'm doing. And I'm not perfect. I fail a lot. But it's the courage of looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I messed up. Or you did a bad thing. You need to fix it. You need to apologize. Or if it's not affecting somebody else, change that action. Change the action. Just... That's the hard part, though, is that we run from our internal criticisms. We run from the things that hurt us. And the things that hurt us are sometimes the things that we do to ourselves the most. That Those are the things that hurt the most. But those are the honest moments. Honesty hurts. Truth hurts. And self-truth hurts the most. I've always said, and this isn't something I came up with, this is old. Something I've always said is I'd rather hear harsh truths than sweet lies. Sweet lies, they feel good. Right in the moment, they feel good. They're like, oh, that's not so bad. Everything's just gravy. Just gravy. The harsh truth hurts up front, but it's like a Band-Aid. You rip it right off. You bring a harsh, harsh truth into a social circle. You deal with it up front. You handle it. These sweet lies, they just, they create a, a little pool of toxicity and dissent, like discord. You know, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And no, I'm not saying that you go out there and, and you just, you lay into somebody. I, I, I'm against that. But you present to somebody in a calm manner. I disagree with this idea because here's why. What are your thoughts? And you talk about it. You break the idea down. And maybe you don't agree. Maybe you never reach a point of agreement. But at least you know where everybody stands. And if you know where people stand, you can navigate things easy, more easily. You know if somebody's got a trigger, you know not to push it. If you know that somebody's sensitive about something, for real, and not just some little, you know, idiosyncrasy. You know, if there's something truly upset somebody, you know it. And you know not to go there out of respect. And that's the key thing here, is there's no respect. I can't get no respect, Rodney Dangerfield. You know, it's, it's a joke. But really, I mean, now respect is a, is a factor. You know, I remember when I was young in school, I was disrespectful, big time. Still am sometimes to people in positions of authority, but this is kind of where I've reached this new point in my life where I'm like, hey, you got to get this under control. You got to navigate these waters. You got to con connect with the spirit a little bit here. You know, I um, 
you know, listen to Tool here and there. You know, the song Numa off of their new album is, is amazing. You know, we are one, we are one light, you know, we're one breath. You know, one becoming, you know, it's Numa, it's that one spirit. Whether you hate somebody or not, or you disagree with anybody's ideas, you, whatever it may be, we're on this planet together. We are all humans. We are all connected to the same source. And that source isn't always kind. I mean, it can, it can cut us off. And sometimes we have to be ready for that isolation. We have to be ready for that emotion. You know, it's like that tough love sometimes. It's like, you know, God uses tough love. You know, not everything is going to be gravy. I mean, we're not automatrons. Basically, this world is what we make it through our free will. Our free will. Really think about that. Free will. I mean, with free will, I mean, that's a choice. You can choose bad and good. But don't expect there not to be any consequences if you choose left or right, bad or good. And a consequence in itself isn't innately bad. It's not innately bad. It, it, a consequence is just an effect. So there are good consequences and bad consequences. So if this world is a bad place, it's a consequence of something. People will be like, oh, God, let it happen. It, you know, this, you know, it's... No, it, it is the world that we made it. It is the choices of mankind. We could have utopia on this earth. We could have bliss. We would have to deny those primal urges and those deep down monkey brain urges to hurt, lash out. We'd really have to go forward and connect on the higher level, in a deeper level to to our roots, to uh, to the spirit. That spirit that lifts us up. Not those self-limiting dark spirit elements inside of us, but those ones that connect us to the source, the creator, the divine. So, I might have been on a, a tangent, I might have been on a tear, whatever you want to call it, but I hope somebody gets something from this. I know I am, I'm digging through the depths of my mind, thinking about some of this stuff, and Truth be told, whoever's listening to this, if you haven't heard it yet today, I love you. I love you as a fellow human. I love you as a, uh, a fellow being on this tiny little planet, in this tiny little galaxy, in this I guess this tiny little solar system, in this tiny little galaxy, in this tiny little supercluster, in this gigantic universe. You are loved. You are loved by me. You are loved by a divine creator. We were created in the image of God. We're the children of God. And children rebel. But no matter what, if you have kids, you have don't have kids, 
parent will always love their child. Just need to go to your parent and reach out. And they'll help you. So no matter what, know there is love. If you hate me, you don't like what I have to say, I still love you. <laughs> say that to a child that's angry at you. Watch the reaction. It's uh, it's interesting to say the least. <laughs> it's um, but you break through that, and we're in this together. We are. This isn't some isolated thing. We're in this together. We're plowing through. And I have hope. I have hope that if we can get to a point where we can start to communicate, and we can start to speak our ideas without fear without ridicule, the fear of ridicule, fear of judgment, and all of these things, if we can just be honest, be that harsh, honest person, not to hurt through harsh honesty, but just the truth, the raw truth. And that's why that you know I set this, this podcast up as I didn't want to overly script things. I mean, I tend to be over analytical. I tend to just detail things and, and just plot them out. What I wanted this to be was just a raw, uncensored deliverance of ideas right from the source in my mind as they're happening, as it's being manifested in my brain and, and, and projected out immediately through my vocal cords and into this microphone and onto the web. That's what I wanted this to be. I wanted it to be honest, unprepared, and just raw. So if it's unpolished, you think that it's, you know, I'm uncouth at times or whatever it is, that's just raw honesty. And, you know, I may be wrong on points. I'm, I'm probably wrong a lot. I know I'm wrong a lot. But the beauty of being a human, the beauty of humanity, the beauty of understanding is that we can grow, we can learn, we can understand. And if we allow people the space to grow and understand and learn and forgive, if they cross a line, that person can develop. But what we tend to do is we tend to take somebody that's screwed up, they've done something wrong, they've had a bad idea, they've, you know, they, they were doing something incorrect, and then we just smash them. We smash the idea, we smash the person, we, we vilify them, we, we relegate them to corners of society, and it's like, let them grow. Let people grow, let people learn, let people accept feedback don't jump to judgment you know judge not for you will be judged it, it, we have no one has room to judge anybody really we're all guilty of something in this world we've all messed up big time in some way shape or form you choose your flavor of what you may have done or what you haven't done you know, some people may have vices in other areas that other people don't. But we have all messed up, and we're not perfect. We all have deep subconscious flaws, and it needs to come back to a point of forgiveness. It needs to come back to a point of giving people the space to grow and learn from their actions and their words. And that's what I hope this is. I honestly want some feedback from the listening people who listen to this. I want to hear what you have to say, and I'm going to try and create a better way for for you to do that, for you to get back to me. You can reach out to me through email. 
Trevor at Sense of the Common. There's Twitter. Um, I was character limited on that, so I did Sense of the One. At Sense of the One. I mean, there's the website, which I'll put a contact form on that as well. Senseofthecommon.com. Um, I don't use Facebook anymore. I quit doing that. I might start a dummy account up just to access this, but I personally don't use it. So email, Twitter, you know, you can combat, contact me that way if you want. If you need to talk to somebody, seriously. I mean, if I, I can, I will. Uh, if you're having a bad day, I mean, I'll try and email you back. I mean, if you, if, if it's rough, seriously, just reach out. You're not alone. And, um, yeah, just don't be afraid to reach out. I'm curious of hearing ideas, and I, I, I don't like trolls. Trolls are trolls. It's the worst thing to be. Some people take pride in being troll, a troll, and it, uh, trolls are relegated to in in mythology to these very dark places and these really negative positions of guarding a bridge, you know, or living under bridges and just being the gatekeeper to and the executioner of fun and and genuine discourse. So, if you want to be a troll, that's fine. I still love you. <laughs> um, but I'm probably not going to respond to trolls. Um, but I don't want this to be unidirectional. To any sense that it's feasible, I would like to have this to be a bi-directional thing. Where, you know, I can feedback and you feedback. And we can talk about some things. Um, but I appreciate it. You know, any attention. Anybody that's made it this far... You're awesome. You're awesome for sure. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else that needs to come out today. I don't think there is, but anyway. You guys have a great one. Bye for now.